Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, t- today's topic is going to be a discussion involving providing assistance to veterans located in remote and rural areas. And we have two excellent panels, panelists to discuss this with us. Uh, the first is, first is uh, uh, Brent G. Filbert, a Pentagon U.S. Navy veteran, professor and clinical director at the University of Missouri School of Law. Uh, it's even hard to say that, never mind do all of those things. <laughs> uh, we also have Maria Rodriguez uh, Alcala. She is the uh, County Engagement Specialist position with the University of Missouri Extension in Southwest Missouri. Uh, and Maria actually has her BS degree in Agricultural and Economics from Texas A&M University, her MS in Applied Economics, and her Ph.D. in Sustainable Development uh, and that's from the uh, University of Missouri. She currently holds a county engagement specialist position with the University of Missouri Extension in Southwest Missouri. Welcome, welcome, welcome to both of you. This is going to be an exciting uh, discussion. And I will start off with uh, Brent. Why don't you lead us off? And then, uh, Maria, please tell us all about this program. Sure. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate the, the the opportunity again to talk with you all. It's always a pleasure. And yes, um so today we have uh, something a little different because on the previous shows, um, mm-hmm. we've had um, primarily people who are involved in the legal aspects of helping lawyers through uh, disability compensation mm-hmm. cases and appeals and discharge upgrades. But today's show um, is a little different because Maria is really um, a person who's on the ground in, r- in rural uh, parts of the country helping veterans, um, and that is in, in ways that really aren't so much what lawyers do, but what, what somebody who is uh, meeting veterans, working with veterans organizations, and connecting them with the assistance that they need. So it's a really very much a different perspective, and Maria has been extremely successful in what she does in South of Missouri, but in my view, it really translates to rural places throughout the country. So I thought it'd be great to have her on to talk about her background, her experiences, which are unique, um, and then what she does to help veterans in those remote, remote and rural areas get the assistance and support that they really need because they deserve it, they've earned it, and they're in unique positions where they really do need help in, in a lot of situations. So that's why I, I invited Maria to come on the show and talk about what she does. Thank you, Brent. And, you know, one of the things is that we have at least 36% of our veterans living in rural areas, and sometimes it's not really uh, recognized or thought about. So, Maria, please lead us into this discussion and uh, give us an a view of what you do and why it's so Yeah, important. so um, so I work for the extension branch of the university, mm-hmm. and uh, basically our job is to bridge uh, what the university has to offer across the state of Missouri. We have an office in every county, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's how we are able to have uh, people on the ground that are closer to uh, those rural uh, residents, uh, including the veterans, of course, across the state. And the university is very, it's, it's big, 
we have four branches across the state. And so, and there are a lot of programs that target veterans. And then we have programs that are just general that may also be appealing to veterans. So our job is to try to identify what are the needs in those uh, communities and what are the needs of those veterans and then try to bridge that with what is it that we have to offer and promote that and uh, try to um, connect those uh, services to those veterans. Oh, yes. Yeah. And especially now, you know, with the COVID-19 happening. uh, But before that, you know, veterans um, who were living in rural areas, it was kind of a different, difficult time transportation wise or connecting with people and having them come in for services. Uh, So. So, you know, I know there's telehealth and those kinds of things going on now. But how does that how has that affected the um, legal services and how you're actually mm-hmm. uh, in, you know interacting with these veterans? Well, with the Tigers for Troops that uh, Brent's office offers, basically we piloted last year a, a kind of a telehealth, um, but this was a tele legal yeah, <laughs> assistance. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, basically, um, it, it is a, an, an easier way to have all the team in the main campus where. Uh, the team can have access to all the things that they need there and also more people that can participate. We also have students that do conduct the research for these legal cases, and so they're able to be more involved and have more students there rather than having to travel many hours uh, all the way to where we are. And then uh, what our office does is recruit those veterans, and then they ha- they come in into our office um, we scan their documents, whatever the uh, law of the uh, law school may need for them, and then we set them up through a um, video conference where they can meet with the legal team, uh, rather than them having to go all the way to Colombia from here. It's about a four-hour drive, uh-huh. or say from uh, for the team to come all the way here. Yes. And what what are some of the uh, well? You have urban environments and you have rural environments. What are some of the special um, obstacles or problems you see with veterans who are living in rural areas as far as um, some of their needs as opposed to someone who's in an urban environment? Yeah. The the biggest challenge that we have right now in rural Missouri is the access to broadband. Uh, um, uh, we um, we have a lo- about a million people in the state who don't have access to broadband, and the state is working hard now to improve that. So a lot of the veterans that live in my area actually don't have very good connection. And sometimes that, that's not just uh, Internet. It's also cell phone. Um, so that's one barrier. Uh, another barrier is transportation. And, um, of course, sometimes you have to go the extra mile. A couple of weeks ago I had to go. I had uh, one of my partners who had to drive uh, to one of the veterans' home uh, to go get something signed. Um, that we needed to move the case um, forward. And then uh, I would say also uh, another challenge that we face that I see very commonly is many veterans who live in rural areas are very uh, much to themselves. They, they, they don't like to ask for help. Uh, so reaching them, it's particularly a challenge. Um, but once they get to know and then they trust the, 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 the organization that's offering, if they uh, have referrals from, uh, from, say, knowing that extension is a source they can trust, then that changes the situation and we start uh, getting more calls and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you describe a little bit about what types of services you offer, you know, what, what uh, things that, that they need? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, for for us, one of the main things that I particularly have participated in is the Tigers for Troops. 
But we also have veterans who have participated in our workshops that uh, where we help them build uh, what's called a high tunnel. Those are uh, kind of simpler forms of greenhouses. Um, I work with Lincoln University in uh, serving veterans in that area and some other underserved populations in our region. Um, then uh, when they call my office, if uh, if we don't offer uh, that kind of service, I'm also try to keep a, a good track of all the other organizations that offer services in our area so that I can direct them to where they need to go. Some of them are legal services that are that our clinic does not offer. Um, others, uh, a big one right now is mental illness. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, courses that we're offering in mental that to help people with mental illnesses and particularly during COVID has that that has gone up Um, and so a lot of them uh, are online uh, right now Uh, some of them in person hopefully when when things get better but we're starting to go back into hybrid forms Um, so again uh, the things that we have in terms of the university are in numerals um, but the big ones right now are things with mental illness the legal situation if they need to access health care um, so if, if they're if, if they're if they don't have uh, access to healthcare, then or they they will have issues with uh, other kinds of services with mental illnesses as well. Yeah, and I can imagine it, it would be especially. And one of the things that broke my heart was uh, one veteran that actually had lost um, uh, both um, uh, both legs and his right arm, and he was a farmer. And he came mm-hmm. back, and he was in a rural community, and his wife was working three jobs, you know, to try to keep yeah. the family together and uh, I mean it's just breaking my heart uh, every time I think yeah. about it so what about you know those veterans with disabilities in the rural areas because they may need some special services or access to certain things that they uh, need to actually function yeah and and that's where our partners are key um, because we can't do it all and we don't offer everything but it is extremely important when you work with a population like this that you do have good partnerships because if you have a particular need for a, for a veteran, you're going to have to go out of your way to try to uh, help in, 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 in whatever is needed. And if, if, if you don't have that, if you, then you will have to find that person. Otherwise, you're adding one more thing to that frustration that kind of accumulates and then again goes back to the mental illness I talked. So you may have some physical uh, disabilities, but if the veteran feels that, that the people that he's or she is calling, then they're not getting to what they need, then, um, then you're not really doing your job if you can connect that person to, the, to those needs. So the partnerships are key when, when it comes to that, I think. Oh yes, yeah, and then we, you know, with the COVID nineteen, you were mentioning it, and um, and you know, with the suicidality, you know, that that number yeah. is going up, and also the number of deaths from uh, opioid abuse and those kinds of things. So, you yeah. know, the substance abuse is also another issue. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if that's something that you can assist, uh, you know, the veterans with. In that, I I I directly don't work with uh, with that, but mm-hmm. we do have a veterans court here, for instance, that uh, one of our partners work uh, uh, work well, several of our partners work with that, and so um, we sometimes help with uh, some other kinds of connections when it comes to say community services mm-hmm. um, for those veterans that are in veterans court. Um, so yes, there there's. Um, there's all again going back to the partnerships is, is critical for you to have a good understanding of what are the services in the area, who are the key people that can help with certain things, 
so that you don't frustrate that veteran uh, once more. And and in rural areas, it's um, yeah, the disabilities you mentioned is a big issue. Uh, uh, in, uh, farmers in general have a higher rate of suicide rate than in urban uh, people who live in urban areas, and there are veterans in that population. So that is a concern for us, uh, definitely. And then, how how does this connect to the family members? Because um, you know the veterans um, are maybe in a rural area, but they have a family they're you know supporting or helping. And how how does that t- turn into you know tie into family services? Yes, and sometimes um, we, there are extra things that those veterans may have, extra needs that they may have for the for their families. But I think in general, if the if they're also dealing with some kind of healthcare situation, like recently we had a veteran that had. Uh, was dealing with cancer treatment. And so you kind of have to connect to the family sometimes because there are issues there with transportation. Um, so, uh, that We had something that we needed to access that veteran that day, and he just couldn't. Um, and so we had to deal with the needs. And so you, you, not, not even the, 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 the parents or the, or, or the spouse, but someone that was even farther away in the, in, the, in the relationship because that was the person that lived uh, the closest to this veteran that was providing transportation. So it can get complex sometimes in just getting one minor thing done so you can move forward with what they need to get done in their particular situation. Yeah, and there's an old saying that says, uh, you know, no job is done until the paperwork is done. So I'm not exactly. Sure. <laughs> I'm wondering the paperwork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm wondering, you know, as veterans, you know, are uh, you know leaving uh, active duty service, or if they are, you know, already veteran status and you know they've out of the, uh, you know, the services. You know, is there something they need to know about making sure they maintain the documentation? Mm-hmm. Does that help you? Um, you know, in, in making sure that you make those connections for them? I, I think veterans in general seem to have a good grasp that um, paperwork and bureaucracy <laughs> is a common thing in life, <laughs> which is Necessary. not as common to the rest of Americans. Uh, but, uh, but they do struggle because um, for the services that they need to access, it is. I am always, always, uh, always kind of surprised at all the kinds of things and the hurdles that they have to go through to just access basic things that to me are just they deserve that. You know, they've done a lot in serving us, but how we uh, we as a society have moved forward in serving them when they come back to society, uh, we're still learning and, and, and improving there. I think, and so there are so many services and so many people who want to help veterans. And there's also a lot of people who want to take advantage of them. Um, so, again, it's, again, keeping these uh, important connections and networks and making sure that you gain the trust um, and then that they, they, they don't always understand how to navigate the system because, again, even though they're used to paperwork, there's just too much that they have to go through to get any basic thing sometimes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, because that that seems to be one of the things is that um, that's usually a holdup for most veterans when uh, they're trying to apply for any kind of benefit or uh, Mm -hmm. trying to establish a causal connection, even for a disability status. Mm -hmm. That paperwork is so critical, you know, for them to have that. And and we've had veterans who have been sometimes years without access, and they had that right, and they just didn't know how to navigate the system, and that was what kept them blocked. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of sad in, in a certain way. Um, but we're definitely the the, the 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 legal team has done an amazing job in helping those veterans 
We hope that in the future we can get a little bit more of financial support that we're seeking so we can expand that service. Because definitely uh, Missouri has a higher percentage of veterans per average than the national average. And so we do see this is a, an area where a lot of people uh, are, are familiar with uh, dealing with veterans. But, but, but again, uh, accessing the services when they need it and what they need specifically doesn't come as natural and as easy as we would like to. And so, so when, when someone is reaching out, is there a website they would go to or a telephone number they can call? You know, to, to um, access. We do have a couple of. We, we, there is one organization that's very good called Compass Quest has done a very good job in bridging different um, organizations in the area. I think the biggest struggle we have is that there are several. We don't have like a centralized location. That is one of the things we're looking um, for the future to have like a one-stop shop where for veterans where they can come and have several services all centralized and we can refer them directly in the same building so they don't have to go somewhere else. So ideally, that's what's missing right now. Um, mm-hmm. There are different things that serve different areas. Some of them are funded uh, with temporary funding, and some of them are with permanent funding. So that also makes a difference because when the funding is done, then you have to know not to refer them there. So it, it gets tricky sometimes. Oh, yes, yes. I can yeah, imagine. I, mm-hmm. okay. I always want to add that, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the University of Missouri Law School. And I think the discussion by Maria really applies across the country in terms of what kind of assistance rural veterans need. But if somebody's looking for assistance, if they go online and just um, Google University of Missouri Veterans Clinic, um, they can our, our contact information comes up and they can contact us at any time via phone or via email. And we always respond very quickly uh, mm-hmm. with any questions uh, they might have. Another thing I would add in terms of veterans who are listening is if you're thinking about anything related to a disability claim or discharge upgrade or any question you may have, go ahead and order your military records from the National Personnel Records Center so you have them uh, before you even begin the process because that can become delayed and COVID has made it, made it even more delayed. That would be one piece of advice I would give um, from the sort of lawyer aspect to it. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.